To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. I'm trying to get crazy with this thing. Don't you know I'm local? Jay here, positivesarcasm.com, facebook.com slash positivesarcasm. Find me on all the, uh, you know, social medias. Twitch.tv slash positivesarcasm1. Google, don't be evil, but I'm on Google too. Find me however you want on there. Positive Sarcasm on Instagram, Twitter, on Minds. Go and download, download Minds, Minds.com. Look up Positive Sarcasm. Uh, I think Joe Rogan just interviewed the founder for Minds. Anyways, you can also catch me on stream. We live stream all these motherfuckers weekly, uh, usually every Wednesday. Um, I haven't been kidnapped yet. If you want to ask me any questions, comments, Unlike the comment from last week, I'll bring that up uh, also in a second here. But you can also ask me questions through positivesarcasm.com. You can live you can live chat me on Facebook, facebook.com slash positivesarcasm, or through the Twitch stream, which I can kind of see because it's kind of far away from me because I got a guest in stage, so I wanted to move it a little bit farther away, but I don't have very good eyesight, So, but I really wanted to... I haven't even had coffee today. I was going to say you need a coffee. Yeah, I know. Johnny Monotone's in the studio today. I haven't talked to him in a while since I finally fixed the uh, the microphone. Everything. I if you if you ha- if you don't follow me through the live stream, I actually redid the studio a little bit. Spring is here and fun. Yeah, so, uh, thanks for stopping by, dude. I you know I always like guests because of I'm a uh, I'm lonely. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let me move you that. Have to a go to cool. networking events with me. Yeah, to do what? Pick up hoods. <laughs> I, uh, I go to networking events. It's I go, like that old Dunkin' Donuts commercial where the guy goes out the door and then he meets himself coming back in the door. He goes, I made the donuts. <laughs> time to make the hoe nuts. Oh. <laughs> uh, whenever John and I get together, I usually go on like a 30, 40 minute ramble. He brings up healthcare, and the next thing you know, my head goes through the fucking roof. But he knows that I'm slightly knowledgeable when it comes to that stuff. I know I'm not a certified nutrition, I'm not a doctor. Okay, I don't have my, deg- my my degree in bullshitologist, but I definitely know a thing or two about taking care of myself and taking care of other people. I know I have a pl- client who's basically a 5150. I think that was a hat that was made by New Era. Go Yankees. Um, but, you know, to go from where she was to where she is now is, I wouldn't even call it a miracle. I would just call it common fucking sense. Um, I've even done a John, I've even done a commercial with John way back in the day. I actually don't even mind that commercial. Usually, I go back and I look at my shit, some of my ads and stuff like that. I don't fucking hate that commercial. I don't hate. It. I don't look and go that was dumb. I mean, maybe the end was kind of could have been better, but the the pure concept of it and the cinematography of it, it was right up there with. It wasn't bad. That, it wasn't know, bad at all. I like didn't. I know it was fun to shoot. Something. We were done with that in what an hour, two hours. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty good ad. That was took, back when it took eight hours to film when I was in the commercial for Walmart. And it was like two seconds. I was handing which, in. Which ad was that? Uh, I was up in Gorham. And Gorham. It started out with Mrs. Claus. I was handing her an Uncle Cracker CD. And so you see me for like two seconds. And then you see her at the end riding um, her uh, convertible Mustang at Santa's Village. Wow, that's... Um... So it was like toys. Well, that was what? That was back when you were what? Syosset? No, no, no. no what, was the, what was the... Mont- that, that was actually in no, Gorham, yeah, New Hampshire. Let me see your coffee cup. Gorham, New Hampshire. It's, uh, Gorham, New Hampshire? Right but weren't you, didn't you work for like Walmart in New York or something? Yeah, what it was, was actually was Central Islip, but Central they Islip. affectionately call that particular area Islandia. But it's still crime ridden and, you know, full of 
problems. It'll be like cream in your coffee. I can jerk off in it for you if you want. Um, <laughs> is this live? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it live or is it positive sarcasm? Um, we're we're going to have some interesting guests with this kind of talk. This, uh, I know, you're on the casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I will be sharing my coffee today with Johnny. He's got to like bounce. Something's been cast on it. Yeah, that's for sure. Casting stones. None shall pass. Johnny's going to be hanging out with me for the first half of the podcast, and then we'll get into some movie reviews. Black Panther. Uh, magnificent, magnificent seven, Geostorm, and all is lost. And Johnny, you, Johnny Java, by the way, approves you, of the, the. Uh, you got to tell me the name again. Costello, Bustello, Cafe Bustello, Bustello mm-hmm. comes Bustello. in a yellow bag. Pretty good. Yeah, it's good stuff. It'll put some hair in your ass. <laughs> it tries with me, but then I just shave it off. Um, you, <laughs> what was the last movie you saw? movie i saw yeah because i know you're a fucking cinephile so i am but it's wow it's been a little while when was the last cowboy movie you saw does blazing saddles count yes okay you know why because there's cowboys in it <laughs> there's, yeah. cowboy. there's cowboys in it um i actually didn't i just i didn't watch i watched that when i was in i was in west palm i was in palm beach oh really yeah i was in palm beach I, saw I saw blazing saddles, saddles again yeah. yeah it was great movie. um and airplane but I already saw them a million times, so they're you know they've they've already passed on me. But no, I, I Blazing Saddles is fantastic. No, I saw um, Wolf of Ke- Wall Street's like one of the last ones I remember watching. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. not when it first came out either. Well, um, as you know, I always do try to catch up on because here's the thing: nobody's go always going out and spending fifteen bucks to go see a movie. No, I'm you know, like, people I'm, are home. I'm they got like... Netflix, they got Hulu, they got Amazon Prime, they got Redbox, um, or they're hawking somebody else's account. So it's like, yeah, no, why don't you pick a good movie? So I watched, uh, I asked my buddy, I'm like, what do you think of, uh, I asked Mr. Frowley, I was like, what do you think of Magnificent Center? He goes, dude, that movie's underrated. Denzel's in it. Yep. Ethan Hawke's in it. Chris Pratt, you know, Star-Lord, he's in it. Um, and a bunch of other notable names and faces are in it as well. It, good friggin' flick. Good flick. Now, like, were they were they in Training Day together, or was that a different Ethan? No, you're on point. That is Ethan Hawke. Ethan right? Hawke and Denzel Washington. Yeah, Training yeah. Day. Okay. And they play two of them. Two of the magnificent, magnificent Nick, Jesus, Mag Seven. <laughs> mm. Coffee's too hot. It's Good flick. Burning if you like, off. like, if you like magnificent, magnificent Seven, Open Range is a good flick too. Open Range is a lot longer. We're not going to ask you to say Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. But you can't yeah. say magnificent. Remember, you're on the casting couch. Balls <laughs> in your face. Uh, also, all is lost. Geostorm and garlic wings. Oh, that was no, that, that wasn't a movie. That was a method. I just like they were on sale for like four bucks for like a whole bag of wings yeah. you know me i love my proteins and fats but i don't eat a lot of chicken i eat a lot of cock but um so that i was like fuck it so here's what dude if you ever have like a big here. thing of frozen wings big thing of frozen wings just take them and throw them on a slab 500 degrees toss them in the oven on the top rack let them burn a little top flip them put them all and then just you know burn burn Right. And then just take them in a uh, with nothing on them. They don't have to have anything on them when they're oven. Take them out of the oven, put them on high heat, and like a half a, or a full stick of butter with like what did I use? Uh, chopped garlic, butter, any type of seasoning you want. Sounds like this habanero is ke- peppers. This is keto approved then? Not that I'm I on guess. keto anymore. It's fucking that football for approved, that's for sure. But it's all chicken wings with like hot right. sauce, habanero peppers, chopped garlic, butter, and like a Greek seasoning or salt, just sea salt if you want. And just fry that shit on high heat, and when they're done, and the and the oil drains out, because you're gonna take them off of the pan without the oil in it. Right. 
and they just get they get kind of dry for like five minutes and they get really crunchy. Really, really good. Right. Really, really good. So you could definitely give that away. I just don't eat wings that often. I don't either, but you know the draft in Concord? I stopped. I was there, there like a hundred thousand years ago with like some forty something year old. Yeah, I just I just went in well, like we're old, right? No, I just went in there. Uh, she like, was. Well, I was like 26, bro. Oh, okay. There's a they, yeah. That's an interesting back in the, story. Back in the day. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just left the networking, and somebody I hadn't seen in a while. We were like, "Hey, let's go hang out there." And then there was somebody I hadn't seen in a really long time that ended up being there. Mm. But they they actually have pretty good wings there. So, might have to check that out. The um, that's a politician owns that. You know, Andy Sanborn. Why does that sound familiar? He's. I think he's a Republican. Anyways, he, <laughs> he he owns a draft, and it's an interesting yeah. bar. It's there. been there freaking 15 years? Not a bad place. It's only had one stabbing that I know of. That's it? Yeah. Well, we only got 50,000 people, and remember what I said about there, about Concord. It's mean. Was it? Eh, actually, well, I don't 50, remember. Well, 50,000 live there, and during the day is around 200,000, because you have so many offices, state buildings, all that stuff. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't people, mind that. People going there to try to change the laws, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's not many laws to change in the state. Um, you know what I rewatched too? I, I watched um, uh, it, the new it, the new one. Oh yeah. Oh. So where's my? Oh fuck, my phone's over there. So I had this thought, and then we're gonna talk about the stocks and shit. Oh yeah. Um, who's that? Okay. If anybody you know, John and I. I mean, obviously we're not perfect at a lot of things that we do. But we definitely don't take a lot of chances. Just, you know, we have ideas. We share them. We try to execute them the best they can. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they fail. Sometimes they take forever to succeed or go somewhere or to become something or to figure themselves out. Sometimes we just call an expert in to fix it for us. (laughs) Sometimes we do that as well. Or make it happen. But the thing is, is like, I started this podcast back in 2014, March, with Mr. Falcon. We've been, and I've been off and on it since 2014. And now I have a setup where I have to do everything myself. But even though I was doing everything myself back then, I have a setup where the the sound quality is great, the setup is easy, and I can sit down anytime I want, and there's no issues whatsoever. Okay. Then the topics, then I got to figure out, okay, what am I going to talk about? How long am I going to talk about? Uh, how, How do I segue from topic to topic? You know, how energetic should I be without being myself? Or should I just fucking throw it all out there and see what sticks and how it works out? Or you could be like Mr. Monotone over here. And- <laughs> you don't have to overdo what is already reality. But I'm saying you're willing to sit here and take the risk of being whatever you're going to be labeled. You still show up to play the big You still show up to play the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I had a dream of this kind of thing when I was a kid. And on the one hand, I thought, I'm going to be famous in doing something that you know people see me out there and whatever and i didn't even know what it would be or whatever thought maybe writing a movie or or you know writing a book or yeah. whatever which i'm in the process process of now finally but then a couple of years ago i got into the uh the mindset of you gotta get out there and put yourself out there and and like i was doing all these facebook live videos and and, and it was all to promote a non-profit but I was able to look back in the video and say, man, I'm monotone. Or I could <laughs> look back at the video and and figure out, geez, what could I have done better? Or what did I do that worked really good in that case? And the cool thing about it is it led to other people finding out about Hero Pups. And then they ended up getting involved or 
branched out to now we have a comfort dog program. Now we have a jail program where we have certain people training dogs. And all this came about because of somebody that saw the videos. Well, the idea is that when it comes to you personally, John, or with myself. Right. Okay. Because we, don't, we all know that Hero Pups was, was eventually going to become something because it, of its purpose and things like that. Oh, right. We're talking about like in, in, individually, you and I. Yep. Because this shit is hard. But being willing to, nowadays, when there's so much criticism coming from so many angles, with so many different, uh, without being fake. Because you know yep. when you turn on the news or you turn on like e, uh, e, new, uh, e Entertainment or something like that, Mary Hart, there's a sense of fakeness to it. Yep. And there's a sense of fakeness whenever you turn on a camera or whatever. What, but you're just trying to emphasize or exaggerate the realness that you already are. Right. This shit is hard. Every time I turn on the microphone, I'm always nervous. I'm going to say something stupid, which I always do. I'm going to not segue well, which happens all the time, which just happened. And somebody's going to say something. Because every time I turn on these mics, it's open mic night right. at the comedy club. We already know how hard fucking comedy is, especially nowadays. The idea that we're trying something and we're working on it, we're taking questions and people are, you know, chiming in from time to time and me trying to build something that essentially has no true foundation other than the fact of just trying to be creative and make shit and make new shit every time. And yet somebody has the audacity to number one on the flat on the last feed saying this is so fucking boring. I was like, okay, fine. You made the comment. This is so fucking boring. I just said, thank you. Very passive. Then they go ahead and they make another comment in the next episode a whole thing about me not being real and um, me and just all kinds of other shit. It's like, I'm only going to read so far when somebody makes comments about you, they better make them to your fucking face yeah, or they better what? offer you a solution. When, once you have haters, then you know, you're getting somewhere. You're on, no, you know, you're, you're getting somewhere when you get a fucking lawsuit in the mail. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. No, but, but, but you're on to something, you know, if you're, you're getting people's attention. That's a start. Yeah, I know? can do that. But the idea is that, if you are going to complain about something, you or you're going to talk White House sh- by just saying crazy stuff and getting people's attention. Well, I don't want to say crazy shit. I just you know want to I mean? talk about the things that I this the research I've done and the studies I have and the opinions that are on my mind each week. Okay, because usually I'm pretty quiet for most of the week. I don't have anything. It is good stuff. Yeah. I, I don't have much to really. T- I don't want to blow off any steam until this mic turns on. And then I just want to let it all loose, at least for an hour. Right. Because it keeps me busy until the spring rolls around. I get another convertible. My ideas start opening up. The opportunities start becoming available. Start working with Turcotte and Polka Productions and Big Cat again. And start running the videos again. Right. But if you're, if people are going to say shit oh, and they're not... and they're not, We got to talk about that after. Okay. Okay. And they're going to say... If people are going to make comments and not offer true solutions, yep. or if they're not doing anything in general, they're just like... Trolls without identities. They're just noise. Yeah, they're noise. White noise. And normally I just try to ignore them. But first of all, to the comment that was made last week, if you're just going to say stupid shit, then I'm just going to fucking block you. I don't have time for that. You're not helping. Because here's here's the thing. If you're saying something that's not helping, that's fine. But if you're saying shit and you're you're killing the conversation or interrupting the conversation, other people are asking legitimate questions, and at that time, I'm starting to offer real solutions or offering real content. Right. What was that? Um, that was me. If if you're just being the fucking fly in the soup, then I'm just going to get rid of you. Right. Okay? I've done that with friends. Do you have a comment yet? Huh? Not not here, no. Oh. But I've gotten rid... I've, I've ditched fucking friends. I've ditched fucking family. Uh, I've done all this shit because I knew they were a pain in the ass. It was just nothing more than a negative influence in my life. So they all had to go. 
So if I can be willing to ditch family and block telephone calls and stuff like that, I am not going to hesitate, not for a fucking second, to ditch a, a, a shitty commenter. Right. So that's my thoughts on that. I didn't throw away you. I didn't throw away Laura. I didn't throw away uh, her any of her family. I didn't throw away my mom, my sister. You know? why? I mean, those things I don't... Because there's no negativity coming from that angle. There's only people trying to do good things. Right. You're all allowed to complain from time to time or get shit off your chest. You've called me two or three times. One time really upset. The other time is just kind of like, you know, fo- you know, palm on forehead. <laughs> right. But that's fine. But the idea is that you're going to, you know, this shit is hard. J- Jordan Peterson, you know I love the guy. Yeah. He says in quotes, he said it to Kathy Newman, he says, in order to tell the truth, you have to risk being offensive. You got to start from somewhere. It's true. This is, and this is a perfect thing that I'm trying to elaborate. We got to start from somewhere. We got to start at, by asking questions, getting things off our chest, kind of shedding our skin of all, of all the crappy shit, and then maybe something better comes from it. Or maybe it doesn't. But at least I fucking gave it a shot. That's right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I have a, I literally had this shit written down, but I think I kind of said what I wanted to say on it. Conveying, you know, I just want to come on here, convey my thoughts. You want to criticize that? Well, then there's, you know, there's two things. You know, you can help yourself, but if you're going to vomit hate from a distance, you know, just then go Superman into a fucking concrete wall because right. I got no use for you. So I, I just want to take, I want to take the risks. I don't care what it costs me financially. I don't care what it costs me uh, uh, socially or fundamentally. I want to take some risks. It's nothing left than adventure. I'm 35 years old. In another 35 years, I'm going to be fucking, what's the math? 70? 70. Do I want to wait another 35 years before I take another risk? No. And do you want to know? Do you, it you're, is possible, you know, with things advancing and whatever, that 70 will be the new 30, but, you know, you don't want to take 70 is going to be 70. I'm still going to be 70. Though. Still be 70. If I'm going to look the same with a few more gray hairs, fine. You could be like that guy. But why the, would I uh, wait till then? On the edge of the pool. 35 fucking years <laughs> wasted. I don't want to be that. Right. I don't want. To, I want to try this shit now. Okay. I redesigned this whole studio last night. Okay. I think it came out okay. I literally made some shit up around it. Is this going to be the year you do the skydive? It might. Gotta do it. Might. I mean, just, I didn't. Just... I didn't do it last year because I knew that one of the one of the jumpers was going to kill himself. <laughs> you knew it and you didn't know he was sitting right next to me in the plane two months earlier um if you guys want to go in i i'm not being paid for this ad but if you guys want to check out what the fuck is it robin hood robin hood is an app um it's free to use and if you sign up right away normally they'll give you a free uh, stock purchase so if you're looking to purchase some stocks on the cheap go to robin hood on the app it's in your Google Play Store. It should be on. It should be in the Apple Store as well, and you can download there. I literally bought some stocks uh, just the other day, and they gave me a free Ford stock, which actually went up. Um, so yeah, I told everybody they now they around ten. They're like at almost nine. Okay, but here's the thing: you just I'm going to run it for they've four. Gone, they've gone up to eighteen before. Well, I'm going to run it for. Well, they all. They, you know what they just did? They just got rid of their Brazil plant, so they're getting out of South America altogether. Wow. They're doing like an eleven billion dollar budget consolidation because they are they they're getting rid of a lot of their cars. They're just strict. They're moving to just strictly like trucks and, and a couple sports cars and SUVs. Yeah, they're getting rid of that, which you know what? It's fine. Right. I bet you Ford goes fully electric in like fucking five years. Yeah. Why wouldn't it's they? Possible. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? I would. I would drive. I mean. Uh, if I was well, one of those, it's possible, but I say that, but then the electric cars they have now aren't selling, unfortunately. Maybe they're not that good yet. I bet you they will be. 
instead of a v instead of a ford Mu okay instead of a ford mustang v6 engine what about a ford mustang fully electric hmm. a ford mustang v6 engine is about two they i think they're at the most at the most 300 horsepower back in the day the 2005 that my mother has 210 horsepower what they imagine really, that it needs a good outside stereo system so it sounds like a mustang but it drives like a Tesla. Well, you know in 30 years, no, no Mustang, no Camaro, no Corvette is going to sound like the Corvette of today. Right. It's going to sound like a fucking electric rocket ship. You know? The new uh, Tesla 100D. You know the, the one you and I? Yeah, week when we went there. 60. Yep. We went to the store. That one? That's 2.6 seconds. Yeah. That 100. The Tesla... 100D Tesla at Tesla Model S 100D, yeah, 2.6, and the Roadster that's coming out in 2021. Oh yeah, estimated 1.9 seconds. That's faster than the Porsche GT3 RS. Oh, I drove, I drove the X, the crossover, amazing, amazing vehicle. Oh, the um, I was in an Uber and that fucking thing showed up. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. The suspension ain't that great. No, suspension. Well, I was in the back seat. The suspension wasn't that great. But the inside, it was like, oh, it's we're going to the, dude, it's like, yeah. where are we going? Fucking moon? Yeah. <laughs> Ten bucks. <laughs> we'll get there. Exactly. But, nice. I mean, nice. But it does. It, you know what it looks like? It looks like a 2006 Chrysler Pacifica. It really does. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah, yeah it's a fucking yeah. bubble. It's a bubble. But it's, it's a it's a $160,000 bubble. Right. Uh, well, they are, not they're, quite that. It's, a, it's around 100 though. I think they're. I think they're more. Little, little over a hundred, depending on the options. They, you can well, get the most it's got basic. A, it's one. got a built-in Apple iPad. That's true, but the the very most basic one starts at like eighty-five, but that's like nothing. It's got no options. It's got no tires. I think either. it's got <laughs> seats. <laughs> it's, um, it's got no weight wheels. Speaking of Elon Musk, actually, let's finish the stocks thing. So I purchased. Um, yeah, we'll get to drone news, and but we'll talk about stocks first. I purchased. So I purchased Snapchat, Ford, GoPro. And a couple other penny stocks. Um, I was up on the day. I'm just going to run this process for about 45 days, and then yep. I may get rid of the majority of them depending upon what I do. But yep. I want to run it for because I know Snapchat. The reason Snapchat was crashing because the investors, people were quitting. Uh, Instagram, because it's owned by Facebook, they're basically taking over the market. But because Google, Facebook, and Instagram, and Twitter, yep. you know, because of the shadow banding and the censorship and shit right. like that, right. Snapchat's not part of any of them. Yeah. And what happened was the Snapchat's user loss stopped. They stopped bleeding users. So now they've kind of they're they're floating at the moment. Right. Um they lost some executives too, but now they're starting to float. So they were at four, five dollars a share. They jumped to nine. I jumped in at nine sixteen. Nice. I should have jumped in at five, but I, you know, my fucking I was still shaving my I pussy. Should've, but I should have bought I, four to two. <laughs> dude, if you would have bought at five, you would have already doubled your money. Right. But that's the stock game. So I'm gonna hold on to them for a little while. And then I grab GoPro. Uh, as well, because GoPro is showing profits and could be a profitable year, and they just came out with the GoPro Hero Seven. So when the prices drop, we'll see what GoPro's doing because they don't have a drone fleet at all. Their last drone that they actually tried to make was a massive fucking failure. Um, and there was a couple other stocks kicking in there as well. You were you went into I, some pharmaceutical drug, uh, not uh, pharmaceutical, no, it's a bio biotech, biotech. Yeah, it's called Orgenesis, and I bought in at four twenty eight, and it's a little over five dollars today. Mm. So it's like twenty percent up. I mean, it's, you know, that's fine. It's nothing wrong with that. You don't care as long as it makes money. Right, right, right. So, and it's one of those that it's it just needs one breakthrough and it will explode. You know, so they they're estimating it should hit at least ten this year. So, Elon sucks as the stem cell market was going to be like that too. Right, and then there was all that legislation and shit. Yeah, I wonder how 
how the bit how the cryptocurrency market's going to be like that. The mines that mines website I was telling you about. Yep. You can find me on mines too. Just look up positive sarcasm. They run through crypto. A lot of they have crypto. Crypto, it's almost like crypto social currency. I have to look more into it, but right. it's it's a lot like what the Chinese are doing. But I don't think as oppressive. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, right now they somebody made the example. There was one article that made the example of right now the stock market is a lot like the Roaring Twenties. We all know what happened nine years later, right. but it's still if you got nine good years of investing still, even though the housing market is fucking terrible right now, yep. you'd still want to consider investing in. Either lots in in populated areas if you can afford if you can afford the, the real estate cash, or going into going into markets that are emerging, or grabbing stocks on companies you know are not going to go anywhere. I wouldn't say JC Penney's. I'm I love JC Penney's, but I don't I wouldn't purchase their dollar thirty stock right now. No, um, no but retail sector is just it's shit. And, and and you know what? This is uh, talk about the overall economy. Um, when you look at Walmart, they were taking over everybody at one point, and they came out with Walmart.com before internet was really anything serious. Yeah. And they had SamsClub.com, or they still do, I guess. And then Amazon came out of nowhere and just wiped out all kinds of, you know, business and stuff. And then now you're seeing so much other automation. You go to McDonald's, you press on a kiosk. There's a robot that flips a burger. So there's all kinds of jobs out there that are disappearing because of this kind of thing automation right and and jc penny is is just a another one of those companies that i think over time is just going to disappear well altogether like sears is just sears struggling sears is surviving because they just got they just got purchased so sears is still alive they didn't go bankrupt well one of the problems though when you go to sears well their product sucks yeah well uh, just to give you an idea the one closer to my house when you go in there They've got like all kinds of different things. You go in the tool department, for example, that are like obscure, but they've got ten of them on each hook. And they're assist- well, and then-, then something that's like a everyday item sold out, or they just don't even carry it. It's- yeah, well, their inventory setup has always been terrible. I actually worked there in sense. college. Their inventory system sucked then. Oh, it was their horrible. customer service sucked then too. Right. And back then they were on commission. I don't know what they're on now. But they just and they weren't a de- there was no I don't know deals how they could there. Afford to work if they're on commission. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I quit. Right. Um, did I quit? Yes, I did quit. Actually, I just stopped showing up. Um, but yeah, there was no there's there was just an organizational mess. People were g- coming and going all the time. JC Penney's was just they just ditched their apparel. Uh, 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 no, not apparel. Excuse me, appliance section. They just kicked their appliances all together. So no more appliances. Which is fine. Small appliances like blenders and shit, cool. Right. Uh, and I love their apparel. Their apparel's inexpensive. It matches the quality of Macy's at this point because Macy's is all about five foot six fat guys, okay. And the fucking I'm Michael Strahan section. And but they always have nice clothes, and they could they could probably bump it up if they kind of bite into the niche of what Macy's is doing, they could put Macy's to fucking shame and their shirts are really inexpensive. They got good clothes. Right. You can go there and spend 20, 30, 40 bucks and get, uh, you know, a real, a one third section of your, of your, a, a new wardrobe. Oh yeah. Their fucking polos are cheap. Their pants are cheap. Their jeans are good. Their t-shirts are the shit. You can buy their t-shirts for like six bucks a pop, right. yo. And you can go get your hair cut there, dude. Right? I go and get my lettuce tightened at JC Penney's now. No. Every two weeks. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Seven dollar tip, yo. Wait, did you say lettuce tightened? Lettuce. Yeah, my lettuce. Um 
you know. Um, I learned a new one today. So, <laughs> so as far as JC Penney's, I wouldn't buy their stock, but I would totally. I still shop the shit out of that place. I lo- I fucking love going there. Um, I just the question is, can they hold on to the real estate? Because their real estate is generally very expensive. I know Sears can't do it anymore, but hopefully JC Penney's can. Because I do generally like JC Penney's, and their right. customer service doesn't suck, and their app is great. The app's pretty good because they got a lot of coupons and stuff. They're pretty fucking good. Um, apparently somebody. Well, you're, bu- gonna, you're gonna wonder too on some of these kind of stories you're mentioning. Is I don't think I've ever seen a stand. Well, maybe years ago saw a standalone JC Penney's. Normally they're in a mall. Normally they're in a they're in a mall because then, there's because then, there's additional property. It is it's good to be in a mall because you get well, a lot of you get is, a lot of room. There's access to bathrooms. They don't have to necessarily maintain the bathrooms. True, true. Um, there's plenty of parking. Yeah. They get in on the holiday action. It's like being part of a, a HOA. But here's the thing: if you if you're successful because of the mall, but the mall concept is is like deteriorating, then what's going to happen to you long term? You you it may depends. not have it, a home to you know. Maybe may, you know I mean? may, that is possible, and maybe they'll they'll so. have to readjust for it, or they'll get smaller. Maybe they'll turn into like, um, you know, they'll get into a niche thing where they only do apparel, like like off Broadway or TJ Maxx or Marshalls, yeah. right? And they do that, and they niche it up, and they kind of tighten it up. People are always gonna want, they're always gonna want to go in, try clothes, always gonna want to check out clearance, they're always gonna want to shop. Bitches be shopping, dude. So that reality will always be there. Not you're not always Amazon can't take over everything. Right. Okay, because let's face it, Whole Foods is fucking priced well, out of the market. Nothing, there's nothing like Filene's Basement in Boston, right? Yeah, and there was I mean, Bloomingdale's. That's, and that's an experience. But the thing is, is like experience right there. The thing is, is like um, yeah, Amazon can't take over everything because for the price of shopping at Whole Foods, right, you can go and shop at an A market or Whole Foods market or a Chinese market or uh, any type of ethnic market and pay just as much but get more authentic. Right. Okay, so you can do that. Or you could just shop at fucking, what do we have here? Hannaford's. Or you can go to Publix. Or you can go to Market. Food Lion. Or Costco or whatever. There's all those other places out there. Amazon can't take over everything. So JCPenney's can do that. JCPenney's can, like George Washington in Saratoga, in, what was it, Saratoga? Where he jumped on the boat and he fucking got out of there oh, before the, the British Potom- captured him? The Potomac? Yeah. Just like that. They can escape into the night and be okay. Sears, I don't think, can. I don't know what they can do that would matter. They can't go into automotive. Right. They can't go into tools. No. They can't go into apparel, so buy. Right. They were never really that great to begin with, in my opinion. Well, Their fucking automotive they prices were way, way, way back. Back when they had the wish list. Yeah, but as quickly as they, they... had the wish book, that was like the thing when you were a kid. Yeah, you would fucking touch internet. yourself to the lingerie section. It was, <laughs> it was a big deal back then. But now it's but like they had it, all the toys and stuff. There was nothing. There was no online. It just yeah, no, I used exist. to circle them and shit. Yeah, I got like a quarter of them. Um. Yeah, but that was back then. It's like it, it went up and then it died. It di- it just died, right. and there's nothing really there now. Whereas J.C. Penney's, I think, can survive. The question is, how are they going to? And like you said, it, living in a mall, where's the mall going to be in ten years? Right. It's going to be automated. A lot right. of it's going to be automated. Yeah. But I think with their with the quality I've seen, at least in the ones I've shopped in, it's not bad. Macy's is taking a giant shit on itself. Speaking uh, of automated, whatever happened to Brookstone? Remember they had the automated thing where I think Brookstone is still. You say I want one of these, and then there was this. You mean thing you mean like auto? Ceiling. You mean overpriced shit that nobody ever bought? They just no, sat no, no, in the. No, just, no, the conveyor belt. Remember that thing? It wasn't really a conveyor, but it was like it was almost like a dumbwaiter. It came out of the ceiling. Well, Brookstone is that right? They're the they're the they're the the fucking massage chair that everybody sits in and nobody actually buys. 
and they had some weird stuff though. They it smells always... like farts. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like yeah, it's basically the incredible machine. Right. It's incredibly useless shit. Uh, I never. Yeah, it did serve me. It, I never. I you'd walk by it and you go, oh cool. <laughs> They'd have like you like a... those little fucking marble thing where you'd like pull back and the marble would hit one marble and it would trigger another marble and then it would go. That's oh, the yeah, kind of crap that. Yeah, it was. Por- or, or they had like a meat thermometer with the barbecue section, but it was like forty five dollars. And you go to, you know, one of those kitchen stores and get one for six Yeah, bucks. and then it'll end up be yeah, and you know where that shit ends up? Fucking Amazon or eBay, and you buy it for half the price. Right. Yeah. Or less than that. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's kind of useless. But I do understand what you're saying about the mall theory. So there had to be enough good stores in there for a company cool. like JCPenney's to, yeah. Um, I get a roll. Cool. I'm going to hit pause. I'm going to get John out of here. Uh, so I'll hit pause. We'll be right back. How's that? Boom. Like I never left. Only I did. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, I rearranged the entire studio. Um, it's much it's nice. It's nicer in here. Everything was kind of set right next to each other. The couch was right next. The sofa was right next to each other. The recliner was right next to each other. It was all against the wall. Now it's kind of a little separated. It's more of an interview-ish kind of feel to it. Uh, the mics are looking good. I like I like this setup. I, I do. I it it's it just looks better. It looks better. I need to adjust my mic a little bit, but besides that, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So, uh, oh yeah. So I wanted to just do. Let's see. It's been 33 minutes. Whew. I only had one cup of coffee. Uh, yeah. John's a good dude. It's a good dude. Glad he stopped by. Um. So let's see. Drone news. All right. So sad day in drone world. Uh, apparently the Mars rover, we have a couple up there, uh, the one called Opportunity. So apparently they were having some communications with it, with it due to a dust storm or something on Mars, and it disappeared. So, yeah, so now it, it, it said something where it was, uh, it was getting dark or whatever, I'm getting sleepy, and then it just disappeared. And uh, everybody on Twitter got really sad and kind of misses it right now. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me move the uh, video feed close to me. Hold on a second. Oh. It's so hard being a loner. There we go. How's that? So yeah, Mars died. Uh, the Mars rover is dead right now. We can't. We can't talk to it. It won't talk to us. We're in timeout. Um. So right, yeah, right now it's it's basically just on Mars. And uh, it's no longer sending any information, no longer any pictures, it's no longer doing anything for us. And people are all sad saying that we lost it. First of all, we didn't lose it, okay? It's on Mars. We know what last time, we know exactly where it, communi- where it last communicated, so we know exactly where it is. We have other rovers on Mars. We have other satellites on Mars. We have other satellites heading to Mars. We're eventually going to be going to Mars. So we didn't lose it. We know exactly where it is. Okay? The thing weighs 3,000 pounds. Well, my, uh, actually, no, wait. Sorry. It's a typo. 2,000 pounds. The thing weighs 2,000 pounds. Okay? It's the size of a fucking Buick. We know where it is. Weight, size, and location. We're eventually going to go get it. Okay? We're going to go get it. Unless it's in a bad neighborhood. I don't know if, you know, you know if we get there and it's up on blocks. You know, but I don't think we're going to have that issue. Okay. <laughs> 20 inch rims chopped and fucking sold. You know, Martians. Um, the thing costs $2.5 billion. 
You don't lose $2.5 billion. You keep, we know where it is. $2.5 billion will buy you like one and a half Bugatti Veyrons, okay? Which are pretty goddamn rare. So, I mean, I forgot, I was going to ask John, would he go to Mars? I would. I would, because, you know, let's face it, what the hell else am I doing? So I would totally go. If somebody offered, man, nobody's offering me the opportunity, but yes, I would go. You know, they're going to send scientists, somebody who's, you know, used their intelligence a little bit better than I have. Um, but I would go. I'd absolutely go. For mankind, year and a half, you know, hop on there, eat some fucking, you know, meals in a package. I'd do it. Just give me, just give me ground beef and, uh, I don't know, corn niblets and kale. Yeah, I'd go. Just sign me right up. A little bit of seasoning. Teach me how to use the bathroom up there in the spaceship. Yeah, I'd be good to go. Go for a jog outside the uh, outside the shuttle. I'd do it in a heartbeat. It's only a year and a half. Um, set up shop. Nice little bed and breakfast. Right on, right on Mars. A little waterfront. Yeah, I'd do it. And then I would go, you know, they'd bring me some tools and I'd work on the, the Mars rover that we lost and uh, go get it. But, I mean... Yeah, we didn't lose the damn thing. It's right there. You don't, you know, you don't lose a two, two million dollars. Did I say two point five billion? Wait, no, no, I was wrong. I'm sorry. The Mars rover wasn't two point five million. It was two point five billion dollars. Okay. That's not one and a half Bugatti Veyrons. That's like fucking. Okay, that that number I don't even know. Two point five. Okay, a Bugatti Veyron was a million dollar supercar. One million. This. Mars rover was $2.5 billion. Okay? We go and go get it. All right? $2.5 billion. Holy shit. That would buy, like, every supercar out there. Everyone that's been through the Meekum Meekum auctions, you know, everyone that's been on Top Gear, the Grand Tour, yeah. That's that's expensive. It's the most expensive, you know, four-wheeler ever made. So... I would go. I would I would totally go. Um, so, let's see. I wanted to get to... Uh, I guess I'll just close up shop with some movie reviews uh, because I was kind of on a roll when John was here. And, you know, now that I'm kind of by myself, I kind of have to reestablish the rhythm. So, I'll just you know, kind of close up the shop because I definitely watched a lot of movies uh, this past week when I had a chance. I was doing some other things, but definitely got those in. So, let's just close up shop with that. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna ask questions, or if you wanna recommend a movie or a movie I should maybe review next time, just go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the contact page, send me info there. Of course, you can do it through my Facebook page, facebook.com/positivesarcasm, Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Minds, Minds.com now. Uh, also, it's basically the alternative to Twitter, in a lot of ways. Uh, but you can find me still on Twitter at POSarcasm. You can find me on all the social medias except for Snapchat, even though I own Snapchat stock. Uh, yeah, so movie reviews. We're going to start with the crappiest first. So, a movie, if you guys saw 2012, that was with John Cusack and Amanda Peet. Was it Amanda Peet? Yeah, Amanda Peet. 2012 was, of course, about the end of the world. This movie was a lot like that. This was a movie called Geostorm with Gerard Butler. And basically what happens is in the movie, uh, because of all the terrible weather, the climate change or global warming, whatever you want to call it. Terrific. The world decided we were going to create a geo fence around the entire planet that basically when a tornado or a hurricane would start to form 
this little satellite, these fences, these little this whole geofence that was controlled by the International Space Station, which is like 50 times the size of the original, would shoot down a uh, a fucking little tube thing and or what it would do was send out a signal and all all these geofences would shoot these capsules down and they would knock out the hurricane or the tornado or the tidal wave or whatever right at the core. Well, apparently there was some sabotage involved and they were trying to break the thing and cause a massive geostorm because of political gain and the next thing you know, you know, that's where the movie kind of takes in hand. Now, this could have been actually this actually could have been a really good sci-fi, you know, sci-fi romp, but they went through all the special effects scenes like going up into space and things like that. And they took those moments and they kind of just made them smaller than what they actually are. Going into space in just about any movie that's a blockbuster, like Interstellar or Apollo 13, those are the big deal scenes. Those are the moments where the whole plot line kind of shifts and kicks into high gear. And this movie just kind of, eh, just kind of throws it in there like it's no big deal. And it's not like the special effects were horrible. The special effects weren't bad. They actually, actually, the special effects were pretty good. It's just how they kind of tossed it, tossed these little these little moments aside. And then the acting, of course, was very Roland Emmerich-ish. Roland Emmerich is the director of uh, the Independence Day movies. He was the director of 2012. He was the director of, what's that other one? The Day After Tomorrow. So the the, the dialogue can become very cheesy. It's not as, um, you definitely tell that it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of insert, you know, dramatic plot line here. Not very good. So it definitely doesn't hold up as far as the acting. Like, I love the actors. I love Gerard Butler. Okay. Uh, the, the the chick who played the Secret Service agent wasn't bad. Andy Garcia plays the president. He's always cool with me. And Sam Harris? Not Sam Harris. Who's the other guy? Something Harris. Uh, plays, like, his advisor. He was cool, too. But the movie in general just wasn't that good. And it's basically, it's a, in my opinion, it was a two-star movie that could have been much better. Um, and it, it definitely ended just kind of like, okay, well, I guess that's the end of that. I don't want to jump into it too much. I just know that it was a two-star movie. Um, probably isn't worth your time too, too much. So I guess we'll just kind of roll by that. Uh, I mentioned Magnificent and Seven to him earlier, to John. And uh, this was a movie that was very much overlooked. If you were a fan of movies like open range with Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall. If you are a fan of the unforgiven with who the hell's in that Morgan Freeman, Clint Eastwood. If you were a fan of what the hell is that movie with Jamie Foxx and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? What the fuck is that? Rango, not Rango. Oh, Django Unchained. That's it. If you were a fan of that movie, uh, Magnificent Seven is definitely up your alley, okay? The movie, it, it's actually a remake of a movie from a long, 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 long time ago. Good flick. Ethan Hawke, Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, uh, a couple other actors here and there. Overall, um, it ha- the movie like that requests a lot of, requires a lot of buildup. Just like the Justice League, he has to go out in the very beginning. Oh, you know who else is in it? Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence is in it. She's she's awesome. Uh, just like in Justice League, they ha- he has you know Denzel has to go out and recruit people to fight against the uh, you know the oppressor. Okay, and that takes up a good fifty percent of the actual movie. All right, 
But you actually end up liking the character, even though you don't know these characters from the very beginning of the movie, unlike in Justice League, where you've seen the majority of these characters from other movies, you, they're not as likable in the Justice League movie. Whereas in this movie, you actually start to like the personalities and these, you know, what they would end up being as heroes in the movie a lot more than in the Justice League. So the buildup from the, from the beginning, the, de the character development throughout the movie, and the overall plot line is much better. Okay, I know I'm comparing apples to oranges, but let's face it. They're, you, you, they're, they're, it's, a, it's a few trying to save the world from many. There's character development, there's the buildup, and then there's the overall payoff, which is the action. All right? And, okay, so those two movies are very similar. And the Justice League movie did not do any of that well. Whereas in Magnificent Seven, they did a great job. Plus, you had great actors like Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, and, uh, of course, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke is a fantastic actor. This movie does all that very, very well. And the action scene at the end with all of them defending the town and building up the town to defend themselves against the oppressor is great. Great movie from beginning to end. Doesn't pull any punches. Probably has a decent production budget behind it. And overall... A four, I actually gave this, it's not an enjoyable movie, it's a four-star movie. Four out of five stars. You can go to PositiveSarcasm.com, you can check out the movie review section there. I will actually, after I'll review the movies, I'll throw a majority, up, a majority of them up on the website so you can go through them. There's a search bar on the top, you can click on it, and bleh, there you go. And if you don't see a movie, you can request it, maybe I'll check it out. What do you think of that? So, Geostorm, two stars. Magnificent, magnificent seven, four-star movie. Good movie. Totally check it out. You can even sit with a loved one and watch it. It's definitely a good Netflix and chill movie. Actually, it's an above-average Netflix and chill movie. Uh, okay. Next one is All is Lost. All is Lost is an odd one. All is Lost is one you maybe want to sit by your... It's one of those ones you kind of come across and... Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll just go into it. Robert Redford. The old Robert Redford. All hail the king. Basically is a dude on a boat. Okay, and he wakes up because there's water in his boat. He's on a fucking sailboat in the middle of the ocean. Okay, he wakes up, there's water in his boat. What happened? A Chinese tanker or a Russian tanker, no, it was a Chinese tanker, uh, one of its um, containers fell off the boat. And as it was floating along in the ocean, it this dude was sleeping, the container hit his boat and punctured a hole in it. Okay, so this dude was patching up his boat, hits a couple rain, hits a couple thunderstorms while he's patching up his boat, and then eventually his boat sinks, spoiler alert, and then he's got to fight for his life in the ocean because the movie's called All is Lost. So you're expecting the worst. And it, there's really no dialogue in this movie. There's no other characters. Okay, there's maybe a few boat sightings here and there. But you're just seeing this dude trying to do what he can, do what he do what he can throughout the movie. But eventually he fucks up a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, and it comes to that precipice moment where you know he's either gonna live or die, and it gets pretty tight, okay. But it's not a happy movie. It really it may this movie was designed to make you anxious, make you uncomfortable. Uh, but I'm a, I'm not surprised that this movie made some people just flat out bored, okay. Especially with, like, you know, all you have to do is whip out your phone and start swiping through Instagram. 
going through Facebook posts or looking up your ex's info, info. I don't do that. You know me. Um, so it's easy to get distracted with a movie like this where you really do have to just watch it. But it is a good It's a Is it a good movie? Yeah, it's a good movie for what it was trying to do, the payoff at the end. But at the end of the day, there's not. it's not an action movie. It's just a movie that's designed to make you uncomfortable and to put you in the position of if you were him, how much fight would you have in you before you decide to just give up altogether? So I gave it three stars. I thought it was a good movie. Definitely not a movie you – and when I give something three stars – Probably not something you'd wanted you have wanted to see in theaters necessarily, but a good popcorn flick, for sure. Okay. Now I, I may have mentioned the same thing about Black Panther. Black Panther I gave three stars, but that may have been a movie you would have wanted to see in theaters. It may have been more uh, epic in terms of seeing it in theaters. Avatar was a really good movie that you would have wanted to see in theaters, but was still a really good movie when you just saw it on your on your small screen TV or whatever, or if you've been watching it on your phone. Avatar was a different animal altogether. Uh, but, you know, hey, The Battle for Wakanda in, in any form was a good movie, but you may have enjoyed it a lot more if you saw it in theaters. But I thought that Black Panther was just a good movie overall. They went out of their way to not fuck it up. It was a good flick. All is lost. Just a movie you probably would have seen, wanted to see just, you know, at home in the comfort of your home. I don't even think that was introduced in theaters. I think that was a limited release. But three stars for All is Lost. Robert Redford, you know, could always act no matter what. So kudos to that. So we recovered Geostorm. We covered Magnificent Seven. We covered All is Lost. The last movie I want to cover is a movie I wanted to watch again to see how I appreciate if I really did appreciate it as much as when I originally saw it. And that was the remake to It. The remake to It. Um, was that 2016, 2017? Basically, the synopsis is a bunch of uh, a bunch of kids nicknamed a, a group nicknamed the Losers, basically in a town of Derry, New Hampshire. Derry? Or no, just, just the town of Derry. We have a ter- we have a town in New Hampshire called Derry. But the town of Derry, where kids randomly disappear, start disappearing every 27 years, and it's linked to apparently this evil clown who lives in the gut, the sewer system of the town, and lures little kids down there and eat, basically eats their souls and feeds on their fear, and he does so with these kids in this movie. I saw this movie in theaters. I was not a big horror movie fan until I, until I started watching the Insidious movies, Chapter 1 and Insidious Chapter 2. That got me back into the horror fiction, the horror movie uh, section as far as being a fan again because normally it, was just, it wasn't good. Horror, movie, horror movies were terrible, especially in the 90s. They were dog shit. Uh, but they started getting better with like The Ring you know, and The Grudge. They started to get... the, the Enough good directors started coming along and cinematographers started coming along where horror movies really started to take on a shape of, hey, these are really good movies. You guys need to start paying attention to them, okay? And then uh, Insidious came along and really started to... You know, those were some haunting scenes in that movie. It is a remake. It's a Stephen King novel movie. They made it into a really shitty TV... made-for-TV series with Tim Curry. This one is the one you should have seen, Okay. The actor Skarsgård, uh, it's one of the Skarsgård brothers. I think it's Bill. Is it Bill Skarsgård? He plays the role of Pennywise the Clown. And then there's a bunch of little kid actors in that movie. And this is actually this is this is actually not just a horror movie. This is a sci-fi movie because there's a huge universe and dimensions uh, that expand beyond just the clown. 
and they're gonna they're gonna dive into that into the, in the sequel. There's chapter two that's coming out this year, but this movie kind of localizes it, keeps it focused on just the clown and the the legend of the of Pennywise and every, all the all the tragic incidents of the town of Derry from the past, from the mill explosion to a whole bunch of other scenes where the one of the kids is actually going through the town of Derry's uh, library. And looking up all this information, and he sees all the info, and he starts to learn anything about the clown. But then all of a sudden, all of them, they start having nightmares. All of them start seeing things. They start becoming friends. And as they become more and cl- closer, this sh- the, the they start, you know, people start getting hurt. People start disappearing. Um, and it doesn't just play with the idea of being, of fear. It's It plays with the themes of bullying. It plays with the themes of rape, murder horror um and as the losers become closer together become closer friends they start to stand up for one another there's a group of kids that are bullying the one of the kids is a complete fucking psychopath a complete psychopath and him and his little gang of friends are starting to gang up on the losers but there's a scene with a rock fight and it's a great great scene um that kind of comes into play and brings everybody together but with that brings a sense of pride. There's humor in this movie that's oddly placed. Uh, and it really does take those take you out of those darker scenes, gives you a bit a little bit of levity, and then puts you right back in the horror. It's all really almost too perfectly well put together in this movie. But the way that Bill Skarsgård, I believe it is Bill, plays the role of Pennywise is frightening. The way he's scaring the kids in the movie, he said they he felt bad because in the movie he was scaring the shit. In reality, he was scaring the shit out of these kids. So you're watching this and you're like, this dude is nuts. But the way he plays on their fear is absolutely fantastic. And as you follow this movie towards the very end, it's great to see how the kids develop throughout the movie and their own personal fears, the ones that are real and the ones that are not real, the way they kind of process them together and eventually overcome but there is a reason why this there is going to be a sequel because it's every the kid does the calculation that every 27 years this incident happens the clown comes out of the woodwork people start disappearing and then he goes into hibernation again so this movie is going to take place in another 27 years uh where the kids are going to be in you're going to see stuff with the kids i believe and you're going to see the adults that play them now and i've never read the book at all but I can tell you right now, this is one of the best horror movies. And I don't watch many horror movies. This is one of the best ones I've ever seen. Ever. The cinematography is awesome. The music is great. The scenes where you're supposed to jump are n- awesome. It's, it's haunting. Like, some people don't get scared. But you know, you know what's coming. But you're still like, Jesus. You know, you want that. It's 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 hard to get people frightened nowadays with horror movies because they know what's coming generally. Okay, people are trained for that now when it comes to watching horror movies. All right, we've had enough training. But you still want to see something that makes you uncomfortable, makes you weary, makes you worried, makes you uh, haunted, kind of stuff that you that comes home with you. You know, that in in you'll you won't get the image of Pennywise out of your head when you watch this flick because the way he terrorizes these kids throughout the movie just there's one scene where the it was the black kid 
was getting bullied by well the bullies and he looks across the stream and there's Pennywise eating an arm just an arm and then Pennywise jokingly waves the arm at him like he's waving at him just jokingly kind of dips over there waving at him and it's kind of a funny scene but it's also a completely demented scene now the the great thing is that they did tighten up the movie to the reason this movie was so good is because they didn't do any of the sci-fi stuff right away they kept this movie completely within the bounds of horror okay with only minor minor tips of the hat to the the sci-fi stuff but they kept it mainly horror and that's how and they were able to keep this movie's drive the script focused on just that the kids versus the clown and then the bullies on the side and then everything that the kids were going through like the little girl was was had she had the rapey dad and you know one kid had the stutter and the other kid was religious. And it, it and one kid had no friends. But they were all being bullied. So it kind of plays around that. And that through the bullying, they got stronger. And as they got stronger, they weren't afraid of the clown as much. So it plays along that. I highly recommend this movie. It was a near-perfect movie as far as horror goes. So to get four stars from me in a horror movie says a lot. All right. So I highly appreciate... All the kids in this movie, Bill Skarsgård as the clown, as the clown, the cinematographer behind the movie, the director behind the movie, anybody who had a hand in this movie, I highly appreciate you making this movie. This movie was really, really good. Okay, and it was another thing that I get reason I gave it four out of five stars. It's replay value. This is a movie you can watch two or three times. Okay, it's a movie you can watch three or four years down the road from now, and you're still like. Damn, this is a really good movie. Okay. You gave it the right amount of production budget, and the marketing for it was great. The marketing for it was what made this movie. Okay. Go back and just watch the trailers. Go on YouTube and watch the movies, the trailers for it. Okay. Watch like the first one and the second one. Watch those two. And you're it's gonna make perfect sense. The, the whoever designed the screenplay and the timeline of when the clown was supposed to show up, hats off to you. You did a really good job with this movie. You should absolutely be proud of yourself with this movie. I'm glad you made it rated R and you didn't bitch it out and make it PG-13. This movie was legit. Okay, maybe it went a little bit over the top with that one kid with the Coke bottle glasses who was always making jokes. Maybe you could have pulled back on that a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. I don't care. He didn't bother me as much. He had some funny-ass jokes. And plus, he's supposed to be playing like a fucking 10-year-old. So it made perfect sense of how he was acting. He was annoying at some points, whereas, well, 10, 12-year-olds are annoying. So great job on that. Did a great job on the casting. I loved all these characters. And some of these characters are from Stranger Things, so they're seasoned vets. They know how to act. Four stars absolutely see it it made a ton of money in the box office i cannot wait for the sequel i will most likely see it in theaters when it comes out so to review geostorm two stars magnificent seven with denzel washington and chris pratt and ethan hawk don't want to forget ethan hawk four star movie all is lost with robert redford netflix popcorn flick that's not a popcorn flick i wouldn't watch popcorn during this uh that's more like a scotch and soda type of movie that's a three-star movie barely um and it solid four stars out of it four out of five stars 
If you want to know how I rate my movies, you go to positivesarcasm.com. Go to the movie review section, which is up on the top screen. Just click on the more section. Movie review will pop right up. And it'll show you right in the top of the thing how I rate my movies from one to five stars. A little bit of explanation of both. So you can feel free to check those out. Uh, so we discussed uh, drone news. Uh, Mr. Monotone and I discussed some random shit that I can barely remember because that was over an hour ago. Uh, we talked about... What else did we talk about? Man, look at these paints. Uh, I told a commenter from last week to go fuck themselves in the beginning of the article, in the beginning of the, excuse me, the beginning of the podcast, and the garlic's wings method. Um, that was really good. Those were some tasty-ass wings. I ate all but two because I was shoving. I tried to eat all of them at the same time because I'm a fat pig, and um, I need to go on a diet. I'm actually not fat. I'm actually uh, quite the handsome gentleman. So, yeah. Uh, so that's been about a solid hour. Uh, I want to say word up to NASA. Don't worry, you're gonna go to Mars. You're gonna get your you're gonna get your fucking rover back. You're gonna get it back. It's okay. There'll be a sequel to this. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at pos pos sarcasm. You can find me at, at minds at positive sarcasm. You can go to facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. You can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me, we stream this every week on Twitch twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm got uh positive sarcasm one one. And you can also email me, positivesarcasm at outlook.com, or you can just go to my website and contact me there. If you want to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Uh, there's a PayPal link is there as well, but you can also donate directly through the website. Any amount is appreciated, okay? Anything to keep the lights on in my newly redesigned studio, okay? Newly redesigned with more stuff to be uh, in part with the designing, something like that. And if you want to be a guest... The microphones are hot and ready, like a Little Caesars pizza. Hot and ready for you anytime. If you want to sit down, you got something to say, you got a bone to pick with me, uh, I'll be more than willing to entertain your intelligent thoughts, okay? But I like the new look of this this little setup I got here. I'm sitting in a, sitting in a nice blue reclining chair uh, with another microphone just adjacent from me and a nice uh, suede-ish futon. So, and uh, I like my little setup where I have my coffee and my uh, my second laptop on the left, and I got the main laptop that records the podcast in front of me uh, directly to my right armchair. So, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So, this is great. I I, I like it. I, I like sitting in here, and then I've got my, uh, I've got uh, another computer that's up on the top there. It's an all-in-one that I re- review my movies on. So, I got everything that I need here. This is cool. This is cool. So I'm going to go ahead and keep patting myself on the back offline. Uh, But if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up in any way, shape, or form. I appreciate you guys listening, supporting, questioning, asking, stopping by at any time. Uh, But feel free to donate, positivesarcasm.com slash donate, and contact me through all social media. Uh, I appreciate you guys watching and uh, listening. And uh, this will be available, of course, tomorrow. Uh, You can subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and Google Play. So I'm available pretty much on every platform, or you can go directly to positivesarcasm.com, and you can um, you can download it there or just listen live. Let's see, who the hell is that? Somebody just sent me a live stream chat on uh, Twitch. It says uh, bye, Daddy. Who the fuck is that? It says say uh, anything. I have no idea who that is. I have no idea who you are on on Twitch live stream, but feel free to send me messages. You can contact me on Facebook.com/slash positivesarcasm. I don't know what bye daddy means, but um, good luck to you with that. 
But I do got to end this podcast because it's been over an hour. So thank you guys for listening, watching, and supporting. I'll talk to you next week, of course. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. <laughs>